Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her mostest, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. They're back. Today, I am so excited to bring JVN, the one and only JVN, back onto the podcast to talk about JVN hair and so much more. This was my dream guest when I first started the podcast, and I can't believe they're back for the second time. Feeling so, so grateful. If you've seen on the gram, we just recently did a collaboration they actually styled my hair for me. Oh my gosh. So much to unpack, so much to discuss. Everything JVN. Enjoy the show. Hi, hi again. Uh, hi. What are you doing hi. here? I know, right? I told you I'd see you on Tuesday. I love it. Yeah. I'm so everything went well. Toronto clearly lost their shit over you. Like people were so floored, so excited that you were in the city. Were you were you ready for that? Were you anticipating that at all? No, I no. no, but um, I do have this joke in my stand-up comedy set and I apologize if you've like heard me say this in 15,000 <laughs> interviews, uh, sweet listeners, but I do say that like, like when people are like, what's it like, like to be famous? And I'm like, it feels like being in a constant state of shock. Like every time that I do something like that, it's like when I, well, also too, like I've never been in like a mall visit and like gone outside and like seen yeah. Like so many people, like in thousands like, of people lined up for you. Thousands. It was giving me like m- 90s mall vibes. <laughs> it was giving me like, you know, like, yeah. So it, it it is, it's so cool. It's also like, I mean, you just can't, I don't know. And it's not like I didn't want it. Cause like, I definitely wanted to be, cause it's like when you, also, too, can I just say, like, referring to myself as famous makes me feel creepy crawly and I don't like it. And I also, mm, yeah, hope that no, people no, no. Are, like, like, oh, it's just, it's like, no, it's like, I get what you're saying. But it's like, and the day, like, what I was like, oh, like, like when I was doing Game of Thrones, I was like, what's my next thing? Like, I want to be, like, I want to, like, make it, like, whatever, like, make it means. Yeah. I never thought about, like, what it would feel like because I never thought that any of this stuff would happen. It's just yeah. like, but it just all looks so fun. And then you're there and it is fun. It's everything. It's like fierce. It's just like, I think that it's, I thought that if I ever became really successful, that like all of the problems would like stop, but you still have all your problems. It's just you have like cuter clothes. Yeah. Which is 
and like a nicer house and you don't have to like worry about like rent and like you have like, and like, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, but now you have to worry about losing your house. So there's always something, you know, it's just a thing. I totally, we have this conversation with my friends all the time about that, like crawl up being so exciting. And then when you get there, the fear falling is just like the new fear. The one fear is like, you don't make it. And the other fear is that you fall down. Right. And it's a lot, it's a lot of stress. I can't imagine at your level, but I, I have to say like, usually a lot of people with celebrities, they tend to kind of get this. And I know you don't maybe want to call yourself famous. You definitely are though. But the the reality is there's not a lot of people who feel connected to celebrities. They feel like a world away. And there's something about you and the way you've managed it that has really connected people. They feel, they champion you. Like my DMs in this last week have been full of people just adoring you and just feeling really like they know you. And that is that's a hard thing to do. That's a hard thing to do through TV, through social media, through what, whatever branding you're doing. And so I think that whatever you've done has really, has really brought you to a different type of celebrity that is very rare. It's very special. That's nice. I, yeah, well, I, I just, I think it's true though. Well, it's sweet. I mean, it means a lot to me. I think like it's definitely been, I can't believe it's been four years. Like it's been four years since Queer Eye came out. Queer Eye? And feels way it, longer. It really does. I feel like it's been 75. Yeah. <laughs> well, for how much travel you've done in the last four years, it might, it might have aged you that much. <laughs> and just like coming, I don't know. Like I, I don't know. I just, it all just, I think I need, no, I'm not going to say it. Yeah, I was about to say I, why I'm going to say it. I was like, I think I need a break to like see, like to like understand Cause like sometimes I feel like I just like don't almost even understand, or there's like moments of understanding how much I've done, but then it's like, I've been working so hard for so long setting like other parts of my career up that it's like, and also like, I don't even want to break. Like I love working. It's like, I, I, I wake up so excited every day to get to do the stuff that I do. It just still feels surreal. Yeah. But that really comes through. I mean, I spent the day with you at your JVN pop-up in Toronto and in my head, I was like, it's end of the day. They're going to be so tired. I have to like be ready for that. Cause I know how that feels. And you were just a ball of energy. So excited. So, and this is like within travel, within multiple days of doing this, you can tell that like, if you weren't passionate about doing this, we wouldn't feel that from you. And I was blown away by just your presence. And the fact that like, you're clearly so passionate, not just about what you're doing, but like what your now brand is doing as well, which is I mean, the most exciting, but I, I kind of have to ask because there are so many hair care products out there. I mean, I grew up in the, in the era of everything in the drugstore aisle, but what made you want to really take that dive? I mean, you've been doing hair for so long, clearly it's a part of you, but even myself, I was so stoked when you came out with your own brand, but immediately I thought about how are you doing this? That like, what would at the, at a career high to be like, you know what else we should do? Let's mm-hmm. also, di- and you were so intentional about it. So tell me why that decision came to be, if it's something you've always wanted to do, or if it was just uh, the opportunity presented itself. I- I'd love to just hear that story. Yeah, it was like, one thing that I feel like has always been a guiding light for my like whole career, like, you know, before queer, I even just like getting into hair, like, you know, dropping out of college and going to hair school. I've always like had to do what I was interested in. So, like, if I wasn't, like, naturally interested in it or passionate about it, like, I just don't want to, like, I, and slash, like, won't do it. So, I, I, when, and then when someone will say, like, you know, 
who are you? Or like, what, what do you do? It's like, I always say like, I'm an artist. Cause I think it was like artistry and hair. That was like the first way that I identified as an artist, but then there's art in like all the things that we do when you think about it. So there was like, you know, I've always been an artist, always loved to do like the next thing that I was passionate about. So there's that piece of the origin story of JV and hair. Then there's also like, girl, I've been so busy. I just didn't like tell everybody what I was doing. Like I had the idea for JV and hair, like back in 2019, it just took me like two years to like find the right partner, formulate it, get it together. Like it took a really long time. And, you know, like there's a few ways that you can establish a brand. You can either like raise the capital and, you know, do it yourself, or you can like find a partner and do it with a partner. And, you know, that took me a minute to figure out like how I wanted to do it. I ended up, you know, choosing a partner to do it because when Queer Eye first happened, like I'd been in a salon for 12 or, you know, 11 years full time, like five and six days a week you know, mostly behind the chair, but also doing a lot of set work, editorial session work, like just hair, hair, hair. It's like what I ate, breathed, slept. It was like everything I did. And I think that when I started Gay of Thrones, which was like back in 2013, which was like, you know, I did hair for like, you know, seven years before I did that my first time. And then I, I once I did Gay of Thrones, I was like, oh, I really like entertainment and like writing and acting and like doing other things. So once I figured out or once I booked Queer Eye and once Queer Eye took off, I think I didn't really like want to focus on hair because like I'd been doing it for a minute. So I was like and I really wanted to get more into comedy and more into writing and just into other things that I'd been doing a little and gymnastics bit. and skating. And yes, because I couldn't do you that could... as a full time hairdresser because if I broke my fucking wrist, who was going to pay my bills? Like <laughs> then I could break my ass a little bit because it's like I'm not always doing, you know, people's hair for like 10 hours a day. So I just wanted to kind of expand and do other things. And then after like a year, like by 2019, when I had the idea, I was like, I miss doing hair so fucking much. I can't stand it. I miss salon culture. I miss my clients. I started like texting my old clients and they were like, girl, are you okay? Like your assistant's doing my hair fine. Like, why are you calling to chat? I was like, I just miss you guys. And I just miss the salon. (laughs) And I just like, I just miss like the banter. I miss the clients. I miss like the, just like salon life. It's fun. Like it's fun in salons. Well, you know, fun, it's fun in fun salons, I should say. And so then that's kind of that kind of was like the impetus between the, or behind my YouTube was like, I was like, oh, I, cause when I first started my YouTube, I was like, it's just going to be hair tutorials. Cause I'm just going to like get my hair fix from that. Cause I still do hair on queer eye and I do like yeah, my mom and my sisters. And like, I do like my friends and I do my husband's hair. Like, and I, like I travel with my hair kit, like everywhere I go. So, and like, I, so I, I still do hair, just like not in the salon. It's like on my own terms, which is like fun, but I just miss doing it more. And so that's kind of how all of that, started so like the the motion of JB and hair started like long before it came out it takes like a long time to launch a company and mm-hmm. formulate it and test it and brand it and like do everything that you need to do to launch a company but I also felt like in the first year of Queer Eye like I didn't really know like how to bring the fullness of my experience into the opportunities that I had I was just doing a lot of like creative writing because I was writing stand-up comedy, but then a lot of like hard stuff just kept coming out. Like I just kept writing about, you know, finding that I had HIV, like writing about the loss of my stepfather. Just there was a lot of stuff there. And then I realized after a little bit, I was like, I think there's something else here. I already had an endorsements agent who hooked me up with my lit agent. And that's how I, you know, got the idea to do over the top. And 
which was like my first book. Oh, I have it. I I ordered it signed. Oh, I love that you did that, Queen. <laughs> if I Thank knew I was going to sub- meet you, I would have waited. <laughs> Thank you for your support, Queen. But yeah, it's just like, I just like, no matter what the opportunity has been, like, I just wanted to like throw myself into it. And I think that, you know, with the book, that was the first time where I was like, I do want to talk about my HIV status. I don't want to have to like, not talk about this thing that I've been dealing with for so many years. It's affected my life in so many ways. It is part of why I am the way I am. And I don't want to have to leave it out. And with JVN hair, and I think with everything that I've done since the book, more and more, I've been able to like, be even more fully my authentic self in in same in JVN hair. Like it was really important to me to not rely on plastic. And I said no to a lot of partners because they were like, that's not possible until I found someone that was like willing to show up in the way that I wanted them to, which was this company, which was, you know, Amorous. And because they supported that. And they were like, we want to find a way to plastic free. We'll go as plastic free as we can right now. But, you know, we'll get there. So our goal is to be plastic free by 2025. And just like even our ethos of like, come as you are, which really comes from like, I never felt like I was allowed. Like when I used to go to the salon with my mom when I was little, I was like a weirdo. Like I was like a weird little kid. I had to like bargain for highlights. Like I had to be like, just let me go in the back and like give me some highlight. Like it was just like, like I, I was made to feel like I wasn't really welcome to be there. And I never, and beauty should never do that to anybody. It's self-expression, which is art. And everyone should be entitled to self-express and be an artist in how they express themselves, no matter your gender, race, age, whatever. And so I just feel like my mission is to make sure that like other people don't have to have that ostracizing experience that I had. Yeah. And I, I know I had this written down as one of the questions to ask you, but it ties into this moment. So I'm going to ask you. But when it comes to hair, it definitely plays into confidence. It plays into how we show up in the world. It's like this superficial thing, but it really has impact on us, right? Why do you think that we have such an emotional connection to our hair? Because it is self-expression. It is an extension of who we are. And and it is, I mean, how you move your body is self-expression, which is our and I think ultimately, and if you look to the earliest versions of art that we have, like cave art and like hieroglyphics and like some of our oldest examples of written human history, we have been illustrating, speaking about self-expression, like mm. how we dress, how we present, like it's, it is such a human experience. So however your hair or lack thereof, or however you ex- it's present in the world like that. It just has always meant so much to us to yes. debilitating consequences. Like, you know, I mean, like, cause even now it's like this, the gender binary and the, the constructs that we live within, there is so much violence and oppression around self-expression and about like how we present to the point that like, when I go to certain spaces, like I have to think about like, I shouldn't wear heels in case I need to run for an exit. Like, if I need to move fast, I shouldn't wear a heel because I might not be safe there. That is like a conversation that I have to have with myself frequently. So, and we have had more trans and gender nonconforming conforming people killed this year than we had last year. And last year was the highest on record. So, like, this isn't like a hyperbolic thing when I say, like, it hasn't been safe to self-express, like, in so many cultures and so many times since the beginning of, like, recorded history. It is a thing that, and, and also affects everyone 
in different ways, which is why I always think I'm trying to get our cisgender allies to realize that when we're talking about trans equity and trans liberation, it's not this hyperbolic thing about trans people. Like it's you all too, especially this like slippery slope that we're on now with like the don't say trans bill in Florida and these investigations here in Texas, families that, you know, may be providing gender affirming healthcare to their children because it's like that we're literally saying here in Texas, if your kid goes to school and I think your kid is a cisgender little girl, but she looks too much like a boy, I'm going to call the Department of Child and Family Services and have them investigate you because I think that your kid's genitals don't match how they look. Because that's really what we're talking about when we're talking about these trans bills. I don't think your child's genitalia matches the way you're allowing your child to self-express. So we're encouraging the government to investigate the anatomy of our children's genitals at the same time that trans and queer people are being called groomers. Oh my goodness. Who is the groomer? Who is the groomer? It's on, it's like literally on baby onesies about what their genders are. Like there's on little boy shirts, like heartbreaker and like ladies man. And then we like, we literally, they have so much fear around like sexualizing children. I don't know if you follow like Matt. Oh, I love Matt. Matt uh, You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so much I've learned from them. So much I've learned about like how things like exactly what you're saying, like how children dress, how we're expressing ourselves. Like these are, have never, I mean, it's sad to hear that it's, we're seeing more of it. We're seeing more people, you know, not bend those rules or anything, but more just come into who they are. And at the same time, the pe- as the pendulum swings one way, it's pushing back. And that's such a, it's such an interesting time, but such an important time. And like you said, those who are cisgendered really need to start being allies in the sense of understanding that it's not, it's not queer people's problem. It's our problem. Like this is our problem to solve. It's our, it's our responsibility to become proper allies and really step into these spaces more confidently instead of being like, eh, not, not about me. Right. So, and I think that goes across the lines for, you know, racism and stuff as well. Like we have to be active against these things. And I think like even hearing how passionate you get talking about hair and its connectivity to gender and its connectivity to safety, hair isn't just hair anymore, is it? It's so much more than that. When a little boy decides to grow his hair long, are they safe to do so? That's not a question that a lot of parents have really had to approach themselves with, right? I even remember when I got my son's ears pierced and how many people just immediately revolted against us. I was like, it is an ear piercing and people are not ready for that. Right. So when we talk about expressing and you're really cultivating an environment of coming as you are, you're cultivating safety, you're cultivating conversations. It's so much more than just hair. Does that feel really powerful when you really kind of sit back and think about it? It does feel powerful. It also feels like I don't have a choice, but in a good way. Mm. Like, I feel like this is this is the truth. I also feel like I am getting away from saying like, this is my truth because this is the truth. It's not something that I feel is my truth. Like this is the truth. And the truth is, is that gender nonconforming and trans people have existed for hundreds of years. And this same pendulum that you speak of that we see pushing back right now, the same pendulum has been going back and forth for a long time to the detriment 
of not only queer people, but also cisgender people. And we see that play across, like we see that in like funding like, you know, when we talk about like fairness in sport, we see that when there's like lack of funding in women's sports, lack of access to advertising and, you know, larger payout structures for, you know, elite female athletes compared to their male counterparts. Yeah. We see that in soccer, basketball, tennis, every fucking sport, like women get underfunded compared to their male counterpart, except for, which I think this is interesting, gymnastics. And why is male gymnastics under-celebrated compared to female? Why is male gymnastics underfunded compared to female? Because homophobia, because transphobia, because if a boy is into a sport that, you know, is has tight clothes and it's about pointing your toes, if it's if the girls do it like this, you know, the boys have to do it like this. Like with the hand, you know, they have to be more masculine. Like so we so any sport where the men are underfunded as compared to the women, it's always like it's figure skating it's gymnastics it's dance it's any sport that our society has deemed to be for girls or if you're a boy who likes it you must be gay or you must be effeminate so we're going to underfund that we want that to kind of go away we never want that to be as popular so that's a this huge... just blew my mind yeah. i have no idea hello yes it's a whole thing oh so, i never thought about it so, but that's what i'm saying is that like these oppressive structures affect everybody because you know mm. what heterosexual male dancers exist heterosexual yeah. gymnasts are actually really common heterosexual dance i mean boys aren't allowed to do what they want to do because for fear of being seen as xyz you know they can't like so this affects cisgender boys which by extension affects cisgender girls. That's why you guys are having to fuck all these men in cargos, okay, in these ugly fucking outfits, right? Because they can't, they they have to be afraid. And also on a on a more real level, it's yeah. the toxic masculinity that ca- that that results in how many women are killed by their partner. Mm, that's yeah. a result of the gender binary. That's a result of the consequences of like not letting boys cry, not letting boys be vulnerable. Like that is a direct correspondence to that because we don't teach men how to have emotions. We don't tell men that it's okay to have emotions. Just like we don't allow women to be their fully authentic selves. They have to, and, and why do women have to be like, air quote, afraid of men? It's because they have toxic masculinity that's enabled by this toxic fucking structure that we live in. So like, this isn't something that affects queer people only. Yes, it disproportionately affects us. Yes, it's, historically, we have been discriminated against much more on these mm-hmm. issues. But also, even when I say that, like, that's not really even true. Because like, women's suffrage like black women couldn't vote until 1955 in the united states so like women have been punished for this toxic masculinity and the existence of the gender binary as have straight men as are straight people and until we realize that we're really like until everyone realizes that they are sacrificing their authenticity for a false safety that the gender binary provides a false safety of this way of life of this like colonialism American dream like because that's a lot of like where this stuff comes from we're sacrificing our authenticity for a false safety that's not real and doesn't exist and I just wish that people would like realize that this isn't like a hyperbolic queer thing it's like an everybody thing and like yeah. we have states here in the U.S. that are like passing laws to allow the government to investigate you because they think that your kid doesn't look right. And that should be scary for anyone. That should be scary for anyone. You're absolutely right. Wow. Well, thank you for that. Sorry, that I was, freaked out. There's just so much going on and I just, sorry. No, you are well, that was, I think that was one of the most eye-opening 
things that I've heard in a really long time. And I think that's a huge wake up call to anybody listening, especially who might be in sitting in a position like me sitting in Canada, who's maybe not experiencing these laws, but need to understand them a little bit better because as allies, even as neighboring countries, like this is an important thing for us to learn and talk about, even as we navigate, you know, our kids. I I remember my son, he has got two older sisters and he was so upset when he was around eight or nine that there was not a single sequin that you could get on boys clothing. And he was like, I don't understand. Like there is nowhere I can shop. There was the way that boys clothes is built is completely different, fits his body different. He couldn't find it anywhere. And I literally reached out to H&M after they came out with a line that was like gender neutral across and it was sequins. And I was like, thank you for finally, because you have no idea. And it was like this whole thing that all of a sudden, and I would go everywhere and there would be boys with sequins on their shirt. And I'm like, this is such a simplistic thing, but like the kid just wanted sequins on his clothes. And we were like this. And so when we talk about stuff like this, it's like, yeah, there's like this surface level stuff. We have to hit it on all levels or we're not moving forward at all. It's not just about like accepting, you know, finding sequins on boys clothing. It really goes so much further than that. And this is a collective, right? Like this is where collective work comes in. And I'm just honestly, thank you so much for all of that. I'm going to bring us back into JBN hair for a minute. Yes, yes. Honestly, I would love to be the kind of person that meal preps three times a day and is constantly on top of her entire life. But the reality is oftentimes I'm reaching for something quickly in the cupboard, on the go, in my office, out of my purse, in the car. I need real food bars that can fit into my life. Made with Local makes the yummiest ever real food bars. They use ingredients sourced from small family fun farmers and food producers in our communities. Foods are handmade at bakeries that employ adults with barriers to the mainstream workforce. Isn't that so cool? Real food bars have a fresh, soft-baked texture that's totally different from any of the bars you've had out there. I can completely attest to that. Delicious flavors and simple whole food ingredients that are gluten-free and low FODMAP for happy, well-nourished belly. They are a women-led and certified B Corp, meaning that they're one of the most ethically and sustainably done snack food companies in the world. Available at grocery stores across Canada and online for customers in Canada and the U.S. And I have to tell you, if you're new and you don't know what you should choose, personally, I'm going to make three recommendations peanut butter blondie, brownie, and chocolate mint chip. These are so incredible. The ingredients are so great and they're super easy on the belly. I have IBS, so that's really important to me. I'm already busy enough. I do not need to add into the GPS where I am going to be stopping. It is so, so, so key. And I have a really special additional coupon code right now. Made with Local has offered us their biggest discount code Ever. Save 25% off your order by using promo code PAPAYA25. Let's remember that. PAPAYA25 at checkout for 25% off your Made With Local order. Visit madewithlocal.com to shop for these bars. I promise you they will be your new snack obsession as they have been mine as I have six boxes in my cupboard right now. Check out madewithlocal.com and use that code PAPAYA25. Let's get back to the show. Few things are more comforting than getting advice from your best friend while you ride shotgun in their car. If you need more of that in your life, check out Late Night Drive with me, Ellie Schnitt. 
Every Tuesday, I talk you through it all. Friend breakups, relationship issues, workplace dramas and tough bosses, mental health, and everything in between. You'll feel like you're driving around town with your best friend and waving goodbye to your troubles in the rearview mirror. Check out Late Night Drive on your next car ride wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's talk about what, so you're in, you're new to this, like in terms of creating a brand in that regard, what surprised you or came up that you were just in terms of branding, marketing development, were there any surprises? I know a lot of people listening come in, have like business dreams. Was there anything that came up that you were like, did not see that coming? Didn't expect that when it came to hair care. I would say the most overarching one is like the sheer volume of work. Um, mm. It has been like by far the heaviest lift. I mean, it's my it's one of the things I'm the most passionate about. And I think it's one of the things that I'm the most well equipped for. But like I VP'd my own show on Netflix, which is not an easy feat. I've like written two books which was not easy. Like I've, you know, done international comedy tours. I've written like two different, like, I mean, two different like hour long sets, but like countless other sets of like little, yeah. like, I've just done a lot of shit. This is by far the hardest thing because to get everything right, as far as like formulation, marketing, education, social packaging, operations, distribution, all of which I know about am involved in help make decisions on. Like there's really nothing that I don't, get involved in because I'm like voracious for knowledge. And I, if I'm passionate about it, like I got to know everything, like I want to know everything. And so I think just overall, like, I think I thought I was right. I was like, I got this. And then I really realized that like, like I really have not prioritized my own health and well-being in the last year because it has been so much work. And I think in these last like two months, one thing that I'm realizing is that like, that's like, a sacrifice I'm not willing to make anymore. Like, yeah, I have to prioritize self-care. Like I have to prioritize the things that like helped me in my twenties and like helped me get here, which is like being active and like not drinking coffee till three in the afternoon. And like thinking about like what I eat, you know, when I'm like shaking and like ready to cry. Cause like, I've just been pouring myself into other people. Like, so that's been like a, a little bit of a reset. And honestly, it's really thrown me, which isn't a fault of it's really like me managing my own expectations of myself and like managing yes. my own passion and like, and managing my priorities. So that's just been surprising. Cause I don't think I necessarily saw that coming. Cause I've done this, like, as I EP my own show on Netflix and I was on queer eye and I wrote this memoir. So it's just been like, holy shit. So there's that. Then the other like smaller cutesy, like beauty thing that I would say was my most surprising. <laughs> that's not as heavy. Is that like one of the things that I was like really rigid on at the beginning, like when I was like trying to find the right partner, I was like, no plastic ever. Like we must like, you know, like Devil Wars, like you must never ask Miranda anything. We must never have plastic. Like I never <laughs> want to see plastic again. I get all these plastic things. I just don't want to see fucking plastic anymore. Plus, like, I love how Skims is so minimal. So it's just like, I really want to be like, no plastic. And even though they have that little plastic thing, it's not that much. So then Rami, our lead product formulator, who I'm obsessed with, who I feel like her biggest professional mistake has been, like, giving me her cell phone number. Because, um, <laughs> like, I have to <laughs> I just, like, feel bad all the times I ask her stuff all the time. She was like, well, here's the thing about being, like, no plastic. Is that, like, right now, if the package closes as in like has an enclosure like there's literally not the technology for it to be like all the way plastic free like we yes. can do like a teeny weeny bit but it'll just like explode everywhere and like it just like <laughs> literally like there has to be like and I was like oh really and she was like yeah so we'd be waiting till like 2025 and I was like 
God damn, I don't have that. I don't really want to wait till that. Fuck. I mean, I've already been having this idea. So like I want to do so. So then it's like, you know, can you do like 90 something percent plastic free? And we use like aluminum and glass packaging. Yeah, and like, I love it, the aluminum. It me is too. so nice in the shower. And it's infinitely recycled. I mean, aluminum and glass just like doesn't have if as long as it finds its way there, it just is recycled much more infinitely and frequently and to better results. So that was cool. And then it's like our Goal is to be plastic free by 2025. We employ PCR plastic, you know, post-consumer recycled plastic, which for the plastic situation, like there needs to be a market for PCR plastic. So it's like, it can be cool. I get, you know, I guess and more, Ooh, Oh, I don't know if I, well, if I say it early, but then like I fuck up cause, um, our GM doesn't want me to say it. Like maybe we'll edit it later, but we're launching like a reusable plastic pump program so that like you don't <gasps> have to get like, so that it's just like the bottles come so without the pump. you just get the bottle. Yeah, so that's like, use so the last smart. One. So yeah. like that's, but that's just like, but you wouldn't even believe like the logistical fucking nightmares of getting that done. Like that's, that shit takes for fucking ever. Cause like the factory's got to have a different line. Cause it doesn't put the thing and then you got to get the shelving. And then there's like a whole thing. And like, it's like, it's just it's like stuff that you would think you could do like this. It's not. And so I think that's another thing is just like, Oh my God, you got to be so patient. And like patience is like, I was just saying in this podcast I did before, like patience is like probably one of my top 10 least favorite words. My husband always tells me like, I gotta be like, I said, I love you to him after two months, which was like in December of, 2019 and he didn't say I love you back until a Valentine's Day of 2020 which to this day is like one of our biggest contentious situations and he's like yeah patience honey and I was like get fucked and don't ever say that to me again um it's like you know, telling somebody to you. calm down no you're like saying like get out of here but I'm just saying like naturally like I'm not obsessed with patience and I do think that the things that we're naturally not obsessed with we probably I mean, outside of like really bad shit, but the things that we're like naturally not obsessed with, you know, that are like healthy are the things that we probably need to do more of. I, honestly, I've been doing this thing lately where I, I was going through my emails and there were so many that were just annoying. And I just was going unsubscribe. And I kept saying it out loud, like unsubscribe. But then I, people would talk to me. They'd be saying something I didn't like. And I'd be like, unsubscribe. <laughs> I love saying, that. And I'm like, now I'm just like, but I'm mentally doing that. Like, no, no unsubscribe, unsubscribe. But I'm like, that's what it's decluttering so much, right? Like, I don't like we're saying uh, unsubscribe. My husband's like, you have to stop. <laughs> like you're unsubscribing to doing the dishes. And I I'm love like, yeah, that I'm, though. I unsubscribe. To that pressure. I absolutely yeah. That reminds me after I watched Inventing Anna or Inventing Anna and I couldn't stop saying to like everyone for no reason, base hack. So I pay. But then people were like, what are you saying? And like, why are you talking like that? Because like they hadn't it seen it. It was so good though. It was so, so Oh my gosh. It, the the so voices good. were so good. Between that and Julia Fox, like you can't, uh, they're just in your I head. I do not have non-stop. time for this and I do not have time for you. It never gets old. It's been like a whole month and I'm still like ravenously obsessed. No, it's so good. Oh my God, you do that impression perfectly. No, I don't. Okay. It's terrible, but that's the genius. <laughs> It's really good. Okay, but tell me, for anybody listening who doesn't know, first of all, the reviews on your line is like out of this world. People are obsessed. For me, the big thing, packaging, I was like, yes, immediate, yes. Second was the smell just blew me away. I felt I was obsessed immediately with that. But tell me what the line is, what it currently contains. By the way, you use some products that you were testing out. I haven't washed my hair since you did. I was going to ask. It's It's like really held up. And your ends look so happy. 
happy. They're so, the shine drops, game changer. I'd never owned those before. I have everything else of yours except for that. But the thing that you tried out, because I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, like Prime, like the best, my hair feels incredible. Because a lot of products you put in hair, you're like, the next day you're like, yeah, not great anymore. Like you go to the salon, they give you this great blow. Because you're still giving me like. And then the next day you're like, ugh. And it's it's like, it really is good. I I woke up and I. For the, I don't say this lightly, and I'm not just saying this to pump your tires. When I get my hair done, the next day it is usually a matted mess just because of the texture of my hair. It's thick, it's a lot. And I woke up the next day and I was like, I don't have to do anything. And I just moved on with my day. I did not style it. Even today, I like I just literally just did a quick brush over and it's <sighs> still going. I'm like, this is blowing my mind. So test approved by me, the girl with like horsehair thickness and bleach and everything. But tell us about the line because I'm in love with it. Maybe I was biased and needed to love it, but I honestly, I've been using it since I think your team sent me a PR package and I have refilled and rebought the I always get it wrong. I call it like the preheat, but what's it called again? It's the recovery the, the serum. Like, the recovery. I've bought that six times now. Oh my God. I go I just, through it. I just went through my fifth so yesterday. Much. I just went through my fifth yesterday. Like my jars are like, I clean those things out. I watched that one video of it being spread on toast and put in a toaster and it woke me up to my entire life and why I'm constantly struggling with hair damage because I wasn't using a product like that. But I'm going to, I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to let you share what is the JVN hairline. So yeah. So really good question. Um, so I had the idea to formulate my, my brand for hair concern versus hair type initially. That was like the first thing that I knew because for so long, the hair care industry has been segregated by like race and by hair type, or excuse me, for so long, the hair care industry has been separated by race and by gender and by age and like all of these things that just like are a lot of like smoke and mirrors and also has kind of like caused us to like fundamentally not understand that like hair is hair is hair like whether you have straight hair and or it's textured and kinky and coily, fundamentally hair either needs more moisture or more strength or more body and volume. Those are like typically the three things that like people want more of in their hair, no matter what their hair type is. And clean beauty is something that everyone deserves access to. And because of those segregations in the beauty industry, like certain people have more access to clean beauty than others. And that's also a lot of like due to marketing and like, frankly, like misinformation, because really, if you have textured hair and you want to, to blow your hair out straight or you want like it, it needs like maybe one extra thing, like you might need to like mold the hairline to like keep the baby hairs down or you might need to like set the hairline afterward, you know, like set the baby hairs around the hairline or you might need to like, you know, flat iron it and then set it like there, there might just be like one extra step for heat for textured hair, but like ultimately all hair is hair. And it's like, it doesn't matter what head it's growing out of. So I was really passionate about that. And then from my work with Biosense, I discovered, I didn't discover hemisqualane. They discovered hemisqualane and they formulated this like uh, hemisqualane that they created this squalane and hemisqualane because, you know, hemi means half. So like hemisqualane is just a half size molecule of squalane. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's what hemisqualane is. just like a half-size molecule of the squalane. And it's sourced from sugarcane that's fermented and that creates squalane. Historically, squalane has come from sharks or olives, which have all of their own downsides. But 
this sugarcane is endemic to this part that, of Brazil that we grow it in. It's that all of the hemisqualine and squalene that we use, all of it comes from a piece of land that's about, it's like, I think it's like half the size of Central Park, but it's like, and that's, we ferment the sugarcane. It grows like a weed. It literally just, it's endemic there. So it just grows from the rainwater. It's really like not impactful to the environment. And then we ferment it. The gas that's created from that fermentation process helps to power the plant that it's like made. And it's just like a very cool, sustainable story that Amaris created this squalane and hemisqualane. So then Biosance, who I'd been working with for like a year, yeah, while I, I was, I'm obsessed. Yeah. Well, so like while I was like, you know, sketching out like the color story and like the names and like and the foundation of like, you know, formulating for hair concern versus hair type. Yeah, I'm working with Biosense at the same time. And I put this since discontinued facial oil on my hair and because I ran out of hair oil and I just needed it. And so I put something on my ends and I was like, oh, my God, why are my like, why does it why do my ends like look so polished and nice and like it just like looks it's like better than like any other oil I've ever used and this is like for my face so I was asking yeah. Ramia our lead product formulator about it and she was like oh yeah that oil has hemisqualine in it and I was like what's that and she was like oh it's like a half size molecule of squalene and so then I was like has the right partner for JV and hair been under my nose this whole time and I just like I just because I was just thinking like oh they do skincare they're not going to want to do hair care like so I just it didn't even occur to me that they would like want to work with me like that so then I pitched them on it and they were like yes but we you know then you had to like negotiate like a whole thing so then we did yeah. it. And so then like we, so then that's how we did it. So then we put hemisqualine across like every single line. And one of the things where I, so instant recovery. So basically like the nurture line is if you need more moisture in your hair, no matter what your mm-hmm. hair type is, it's not going to weigh it down. Yeah. I unless, unless your hair needs more weight. Like if your hair is more porous and it like, it just needs to be, have a little bit more control it literally will just like your hair will suck up as much as it needs. And then it like gets rid of the rest. It's just like, that's what's so cool about hemisqualane because yeah. it doesn't plug up your hair. It just like yeah. is the same size as like the cuticles of, of hairs, no matter what it is. So just as much as needs to go in there, goes in there and then you rinse it. And then it doesn't lay on the outside. It's just like on the inside. And it so it, it immediately improves the integrity of the hair and helps it over time because your body and your hair like, it already, your body already has squalene. So, or, excuse me, it already has squalene. And squalene and squalene is like, it's the same size. So your body's just like, oh, okay, girl, like, come on in. We we get it. We get it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's so cool about having squalene is that it just, it doesn't matter what your hair type is. It's going to work across all hair types. And then the complete line that is like universal. It's for all hair types. I didn't want to go ham. I wanted to like meet people where they're at. And like, ultimately I feel like hair care is like, it can be base hack. Or it can be really layered. And wherever you are, you can just like start there. So I wanted to start more simple and make sure that like what we were doing was like out of this world and like highly functional. So that's why we did. And, and also like scalps, honey, like in my the time. scalp oil. Oh my god! But I mean, my time doing hair, like I can't tell you like how many of my clients have like ripped out their hairlines from like slicking their hair back in tight ponytails every single day, putting in extensions and, you know, they should be in at most. I'm talking like, you know, more permanent extension or like tracks yeah. or like, you know, individual bonds, you know, they at most they should be kept in for like. So here's this thing that I will, I'll say it to our listeners. Here's the thing about extensions. Hairdressers are going to say, yes, keep it in for 10 to 12 weeks. It's going to last. It's, you know, every 10 to 12 weeks is fine. It is not fine because your hair grows like a quarter to a half an inch a month. So what starts, you know, this far away from your scalp, it ends up like way down here. And after you're like putting your hair up, putting it back, slicking it up, slicking it back, 
you know, doing all these things, it causes traveling hair and like these other hairs that are replacing the hair that sheds, it's going to get caught in those little bonds and your hair just like can't grow healthy and long if you're keeping in your extensions for 10 to 12 weeks back to back to back. Yeah, that's wild. You can do it like once for 10 to 12 weeks and then take it out and let it rest. But like you will cause your hairline to thin. You are going to lose hair. Like your hair will not be as thick as it would be now. If you do extensions for like fullness, not length, like just to bulk it up a little bit, if you're strategic about where you place them, you go more like four to eight weeks, it's going to be like a little bit more okay. But like, I just saw so much damage and so much like abused scalps from like just misuse, overuse of extensions, misuse, overuse of like gel and slicking your hair back in these like crazy, which is such a huge like trend right now too. Right. So, and that just, it can cause, it's called like traction alopecia. It's like when there's too much tension on the hair and like you get like traction, it's like too much tightness and your hair will like fall out of the scalp. And so there's that plus also just like angry dandruff, like just, just dermatitis, like pissed off scalps from like wearing hats, like, and it's good to not overwash your hair. But then there's another thing where you can like take that too far. And then like, you know, girl doesn't want to re-blow dry her hair for like 10 days. And it's like, we got crusties, dry shampoo buildup. It's like all hell's breaking loose up there. So really like the, like a huge key to like overall hair health and integrity is taking care of your scalp. So pre-wash scalp oil is like a really cool formula. We employ turmeric in it. We also employ rosemary, which we employed that before it went viral on TikTok because rosemary does have beneficial stimulating qualities to it that it's not, if you're like have no hair on your head, it's not going to like regrow your hair. It's not that, it's not that, but it does set up your hair in good conditions for optimal hair growth. So we got the turmeric, we got the rosemary extract, then we have our hemisqualane and our squalane. So that's really, really restorative to the, like it's very swaging to your scalp. Then it also has bezabalol, which that's an extract from chamomile. I can't believe you just said that word. That would take me 45 days to remember how <laughs> to say that word. is like, but it's like, it's a crazy powerful ingredient because it helps your hair not break. Like it's really oh. strengthening. So it's, so it's just, it's, it's such a cool multifunctional ingredient. Cause like it makes your hair like randomly, like more perky and gives it more body because of the turmeric and the rosemary extract, which is yeah. so weird. You wouldn't think an oil is going to make your hair like more perky, but it literally like makes your hair like, whoop, like more perky, like after you use it. Plus it makes your hair more moisturized. So that's cool. Then another formula that I just think is so fucking cool is our Embody Shampoo and Conditioner because I've always had like a lot of like fine, wavy or curly or kinky haired clients that wanted a volumizing shampoo, but all the volumizing shampoos are made for like, frankly, like straight haired people, you Mm -hmm. know? And so that's like, and that's, you know, whatever. So, but that, if you have curly or wavy or kinky hair and you use something that's like volumizing, it turns your hair into like a, like a Brillo pad and you can't like get a wet brush through it. Like it just gets all frizzy and crazy and doesn't look good. So our Embody uses, it has our hemisqualane in both formulas, but it also has like aloe leaf juice, which is a really lightweight moisturizer. And then it also has biotin in it, which is like going to make your hair stronger. So if your hair is breaking and it's fine, like you know, if it's limp and little and you want it bigger, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you want your hair to be stronger. So like, that's cool to put like a strengthening agent and a volumizing line, but then it has bamboo extract, which is rich in, which is rich in silica, which will not absorb the oil in the formula, but it will absorb your sebum. So it makes your like blow dry last longer. So the bamboo extract in there is really fucking cool. That like helps to make it like just more, it's like, it's such a cool ingredient. So that formula is just like, it really does make your hair fatter and bigger 
like looking and feeling, but it doesn't dry your hair out, which is so cool. Yeah. And and Sarah Recovery Serum is like, obviously, as you know, it's like, obviously I love it. It's just like the best style primer ever. So like just when you get out of the shower, you just put it in your hair, whether you're air drying it, whether you're blow drying it, whether you're going to like air dry it and then flat iron it or curl it. Just it's just think of it as a style primer. It's just like an incredible mm, style primer that's going to, because of like how intelligent hemisqualine is and how like it's the right molecular size to like fill up your hair until it's full and then like the excess gets rid. It just, you just like put it on your mid and ends and it's just going to protect it from either your heat styling or the sun or your body heat, all of which are damaging to your hair just in varying levels. So if you're someone who's like, well, I don't put, I don't heat style my hair, so I don't need anything in there to like protect it from heat. Girl, you sleep on a 100 degree flat iron every night. Or a person, it's, you know, you're, you're 98.6 degrees. Your hair doesn't like that, you know? So you got to protect it from even your body heat. Like it needs Even a your body heat. That's such a good point. I know we're talking today all about hair care, but I got to pause because I'm a busy person. I'm a mom. I'm a friend. I'm a partner. I'm a writer. I'm a podcaster. I'm a freaking human. So that means I rarely have time for actual body care. And when I do make time, I really do feel amazing. These two things are a hard thing to combine. Feeling amazing, wanting to do body care, and being a busy person. But I was introduced years ago to Frank Body and I've loved their brand. I love their branding. I love their products and the body care that I choose. Well, it has to be fast, effective, feel good, mess free, time saving, nice smelling quality and affordable. That's a lot of boxes to tick, right? Well, with Frank Body, they have this new incredible rosehip body duo. It's the rosehip body scrub and cleanser and the rosehip dry body oil. Now, let me break those two things down for you because the rosehip scrub and cleanser is truly a two-in-one. I am so sad to say that I just scraped the last bit of the bottom of mine because I am living off of it. It's exfoliating sugar, buffs away dead and dry skin, and then it foams up into this milky lather to cleanse your skin. So you're really getting that two-in-one. You save time when you scrub and wash at the same time, and there's no mess left in your shower. If you've ever done scrubs before, you know. Then there's the rosehip dry body oil, and it is a game changer. If you're somebody who struggles with lotions like I do because you come out of the shower and putting on a lotion just feels sticky and uncomfortable, well, the dry body oil is amazing because it absorbs into the skin super fast so you don't have that stickiness afterwards, not even on your hands, and you can get completely dressed and go right away. If you didn't think you'd liked body oils, well, you can think again. Frank Body is women-founded skincare brand from Australia that's all about embracing and celebrating our bodies. It's body care that's clean, effective, and let's be frank, affordable. Use this exclusive discount code PAPAYA for 15% off. Just so you know, I have never had a Frank Body coupon before, so this is truly exclusive. You can go to frankbody.com to check them out. And again, that's PAPAYA for 15% off. If you are a huge Frank Body fan, now's the time to load up. I have to tell you a story about the scalp oil because I had, I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden I had like almost a scab that kept growing right at my scalp line and I didn't know what was going on. And I had just gotten your line. And so I was like, I'm going to try this scalp oil. And I put it on every day before washing my hair because I had to wash it. It was like so itchy, so irritated. 
it was healed after, and I'd been struggling with this for months. It was gone and healed by the end of the week. Like, Honey, unreal. So I don't, don't want to make any like claims or whatever. We like, can't make legal, some claims. But yeah. I will just say that like, you're not the first person that's told me that. I've had so many friends, clients, family members, people just like, have just had angry scalps for a myriad of reasons. An angry scalp. Yeah, that's what it was. And it just really like, it actually dealt with the issue, which was nice because I felt like I wasn't putting something on that was like causing more harm, which is I think what I was trying to do overall. And I think at the end of the day, my skin just like needed a little soothing. Like yeah, my scalp just calm. needed, it just needed something supportive to it instead of like agitating to Especially it. Especially so for the scalp us, oil, like, amazing. Because aren't we like both like late 80s babies? I'm 84. Okay, so like so 80, you so can we're be 80s babies. <laughs> so whatever. So I didn't mean to say like words. So like we're both 80s babies. <laughs> and so for anyone that's like an 80s baby, 90s baby, even 2000s baby, it's like we were using shampoos <laughs> that are laden in sulfates and are very like sulfatey heavy and just are very like artificial fragrance heavy. And when fragrances aren't clean and when you're using like really intense sulfates, like your scalp yeah. skin is sensitive. The oil glands in your scalp are sensitive. And unbeknownst to us, we were using like hardcore stripping agents like on our really fine ass hair or like on our, you know, fine scalp skin. And it just needs to be more like tender like just it needs a little bit more tlc that's what pre-wash scalp oil will help you do and then obviously instant recovery serum so major air dry cream so major i could talk about it for so long i love it so much i'm sorry i can't stop talking no i am so great i honestly was gonna ask you one more question and that's like how do we get the most out of one shower but i feel like you just gave us the formula we're just basically going by what our hair concern is we're gonna be using that like instant recovery serum that's gonna give us our support before we shower we're gonna use our scalp serum and after styling we're gonna use our shine drops which by the way work usually shine drops any type of shine thing doesn't really work on blonde hair it just makes it look greasy totally different with yours it doesn't do that like greasy feel it's really really i, I don't know if you can tell i'm a big fan i <laughs> next time i see you i really want to i really want to because i feel like your hair has a little bit of a weight like a yeah, tiny little weight i, would lo- I, I want to sell your hair wavy Oh, that would, I would, I'm so down for that. I also so, but until just love then, that, said that we're going to do it again. So until then, gonna... though, can you just try something for me one day? Okay. Okay. Get out of the shower. Okay. And the other thing I just want to say about JV and hair is like, it's really fierce, like mix and mass, match the shampoo and conditioner. So like if my hair yeah, is feeling. You, you gave like, me that recommendation. Like, it's, so like if your hair is damaged, but you want it bigger, do like undamaged shampoo with like embody conditioner. Or if your okay, hair cool. is, or if your hair is like dry and it feels like it's breaking, do nurture and undamaged. So you can definitely mix and match. But for you, I would love to see you maybe do like undamaged and or nurture, like do one of those two for your cleanse and conditioner. Then out of the shower, do instant recovery serum all over your mid links to ends all over your hair. You can do what I call the Tarzan approach, which is like you don't do it section by section. You can just rub it in your hands and just like put it all over like mid links to ends. Take okay. a wet brush, distribute it all the way through your hair, then take air dry cream. And I want you to take like like a half a ping pong ball dollop. Like, you know, you cut a ping pong ball in half like that big. Take that again, layer it over what you just Tarzan approach. So just take That's the one product I haven't tried yet is the air dry cream. Put it everywhere. Then take a wide tooth comb, 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 distribute it everywhere, right? Then you take like a pinky nail of air dry cream and you're just going to scrunch it. Just scrunch it, scrunch it, scrunch it. So you scrunch it. Then after your hair is air dried, like you, you could diffuse it if you want, but since you don't normally wear your hair curly, I would say air dry yeah. is probably going to be like a softer go. Once it's totally dry, take your fingers, shake up the waves, and you can take like three drops of the nourishing shine drops once your hair is dry okay. and just like scrunch that over it. 
and just like let your hair be like wavy blonde beachy babe and let's just like see what happens I'm gonna try it and I will report back this is my new life goal this is my flippy hair is my personality so right now like it's my entire personality so when we go wavy hair let's see what comes out if you if it looks in like not great the first time, it's kind of like, you know, trying to make dinner and then it turns out weird to so order pizza. Yeah. We don't need to <laughs> just send me a picture. Let's make sure that it looks cute before okay. we like post it on the I feed. You know, we just need to make sure it looks right, you know, because we might need to like set your hair and do like some like finger curls yeah, on it yeah, wet yeah. for it to set curly, you know. So let's just, you know, we just let's let's have a meeting offline. We got I, <laughs> I want you I want to do I want to investigate your wavy hair truth. And I just feel this like even stronger now having like, you know, known you for like, you know, these three days, I feel like, you know, <laughs> we have this like sisterhood. I really don't want you to go back to bleach and tones. You'd said you were curious you, about I it. Know, I, I know, I know you gave me the good. I goods. really just don't want you to. And I just feel like I you're know, I'm so not blunt. Do it. You're not right. I'm not, I actually, as I was getting to here, I got a message from my hairstylist who was basically like, here's what would happen if we do it. Here's the things that I'm concerned about. And I was like, oh, I forgot to tell you. I asked JVN if I should do it. And they said no. So she was like, oh my God, thank God you got uh, a second opinion. Uh, yeah, She's yeah. like, I was just like, we were, she was like, we were going to have to go in with individual foils and do yeah. your whole head. And it was going to be like a like constant update. And I was and like, okay, okay. Yeah. So we're not going to do it. Yeah. We're just going to. We're just, I'm just going to keep the blonde right in the front. We're going to do one full set of highlights Which that I'm going right to keep at one. T- yeah. Yes. We're going to do a full, we're going to, uh, so I had like 24 and inch extensions too. and like, yeah, we're going to go shorter. I yeah. Get I think, a, like, Cause that's the other thing. I feel like the waves are going to be better if you get a little bit of that old. Yeah. Like, cause there let's was, get this out. Yes. Well, you know what? It's like baby hair. My hair completely changes when I'm pregnant and my hair was destroyed from that last pregnancy. But when did you have those extensions? I had extensions in and I got them taken out and it all shortcut like three months ago. But do you have those extensions during the baby too? Or during the pregnancy? I feel like that's the double whammy because your hair gets thick when you're pregnant. Then it sheds when you have the baby. Plus you got your extensions taken out. So you had that whole traveling hair thing and it probably was like, did you do them for length or for bulk? I've done both. It, when my hair used to be really thin, like it, it usually can thin out with hormones. I would do it for bulk, but I did it for length before the baby was born. Yeah, that's always like going to be like just more traumatizing to your scalp, especially if you have like thicker hair, which you do, because then you have to put in so many extensions to like so that you don't have that like differentiation between like your natural yeah, hair and the extensions. But I only ever did them for like seven, eight weeks. That's all we did. It still I makes my taint tighten. At- it still makes my taint <laughs> tighten. And you don't have any like holes in your hair. Like you don't have any like no, no. It's all like full. You don't it have all, any like yeah, damage yeah. from it, which is great. But like it I does, did tapes. Just give me I didn't agenda. do I didn't do tracks and I didn't do beads. But I, did, I bet uh, you, honey, tapes. that's part of why you have that texture. On your ends because when you have bleached hair and then you like put all those sandwichy text like all the the tapes i feel like it just goes like this yeah 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 i'm ready i'm i'm gonna keep going shorter honestly because i think it's a vibe i'm it's such a vibe and it's so cute on your face it's so cute on your face i'm so obsessed (laughs) let's never stop talking uh this has been so delightful. It's so nice. I can't believe how spoiled I've been with you. Let's take a quick pick for the gram. Say yes. cheese. Cheese. All right. And thank you so much for everyone listening. Where can they find JVN hair? First of all, follow it on the gram. Follow you on the gram at JVN. But where are they going to find JVN hair and start getting into the obsession that we clearly both have? Yes. Okay. So you can obviously <laughs> definitely follow us on JVN hair on Instagram, the TikTok. You can find me at JVN. And TikTok. But we're Sephora Canada. And you can also get us at JVNHair.com. But I think in Canada, it's, I think it's Sephora Canada. It's, it is Sephora it's, Canada. I for buy sure. from Sephora. I'm, I'm, I buy from Sephora. Because I think on JVNHair.com right now, I think we only ship to 
the U.S. Oh, so rude. We got to fix it. And then, no, honestly, it probably saves us border duty charges. So we probably so right. prefer to get from Sephora. Yes, Queen. So yeah, just you can find it there. And then if you have like, you know, some British friends or family or whatever, you can tell them to do Space NK over there. But then if you got some friends down in Australia, you can tell them to go to the Sephora down in Australia and New Zealand too. Nice. Or if you okay. got some American friends, you could tell them to get it at Sephora in America too. I'm so stoked. I'm I'm hoping that people are going to listen to this and like buy into everything that we're selling, which I'm obsessed with. I love your brand. I love your branding. I I had no idea how much intentionality and heart there was behind some of the decisions you've made with this brand. I hope you're so proud because as a longtime fan of yours, you were like, when I started the podcast, you were like my goal guest and like that one celeb that I was like, if I ever meet, I need them to be everything in my head. And I, and I just want to preface this. I met Ryan Reynolds like two months ago. Also amazing. Ryan Reynolds. So sorry. But like, you are like that person for so many of us. You were for me. It is such a joy to be able to sit down with you this weekend was I'm not gonna cry. It was so nice. You were such a beautiful human. You're intentionality with people and your heart, even through your brand is just so lovely and such a delight. It's been, it's been an honor, honestly. Oh my God. Well, okay. Well, I'm going to say something too, because <laughs> can I just say that? Like I had so much fun with you. Like, oh, we had so much fun, so much fun. But I mean, I, I and I, I also had so much fun with Sasha, but like, I just, I really respect you and your entrepreneurship and your creative vision and what you're building and what you're doing. And I like, cause I had heard of you I had like, I'd like, but then like, once I met you and like, I was like, oh my God, like she's my people. And I don't say that about like that yeah. many people. Like you, I felt me- like we didn't even talk. We just talked about music and like malls and movies. And I was and like, your cute this just feels names, so cute. And you're just so funny. Like you made me laugh from like my, my belly chakra. Like it wasn't my, <laughs> and also like, it's hard to make me laugh when I'm doing a blow dry. Cause I get so focused on your hair or like on the person's hair, <laughs> but you were like, no. So I just, I can't wait to see you more. And I just, I, I just I have so. loved meeting you. It is a no. So, so like we are definitely like, I love it. I want to go on Anytime. a waving journey with you. It's like journey to the waves, like Anastasia journey to the past but journey to the waves, you know, oh my, honestly, I haven't, I got a perm in the second grade and I haven't seen my hair in a curly state or any, even a wave for so long. So I'm, I'm down for this journey. I want to rewrite journey to the past, but about curly hair, like rewrite it. <laughs> That's the story. It's That's such what a we're good doing. Song. Okay. Well, thanks so much for having me. I love you so much. Thank, thank, you, thank you so you. much. Love you so much and appreciate everything. Everyone listening. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening all the way through this episode. If you've made it this far, I have one more little thing to share with you. Did you know that I actually have a photo and video editing app? So many people were surprised to hear that I have one, but it's actually been around for a little while and you can join over 200,000 of the Papaya community by downloading my free app, Pink Papaya on iOS. While so many apps focus on changing your appearance, Pink Papaya is all about celebrating yourself for exactly who you are and expressing your creativity and your storytelling with nearly 50 free filters and tools. Find us on social and share your edits as well. We might just share them too. So tag me as well at Pink Papaya app. Just had to share that with you, especially as the springtime's coming. We've got some really cool things happening in there and so much more coming. Check it out at Pink Papaya app. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at the Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. 
Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then.